Good morning. I'm going to just let you be seated this morning. I just want to get right into it here in just a minute. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. <laughs> Welcome our Facebook guys. I know it's a holiday weekend, I guess. And uh, I guess we're the ones that didn't go off nowhere, huh? Right? Uh, Psalm 103. If you have your Bible, want to read with us. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. Today I want to speak to you concerning healing. We're calling this Hope for Healing. And uh, how many knows that God is still our healer? Uh, Psalm 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What I believe David is doing there is he's speaking to himself. He's encouraging himself to to bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. And sometimes you have to talk to yourself to remind yourself of what God has accomplished for us. Verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. The reason he tells you not to forget them because sometimes depending on what you're facing, what you're feeling, you can easily forget some of the benefits that God has paid for us on the cross. Amen? The main one I'm after today is healing. And then it says, who forgives how many of your iniquities, which means your sins. Really, you believe that? So God is using David prophetically here to talk about this new covenant that is coming. And then in this covenant, part of those benefits would be the forgiveness of all your iniquities. And then he says, who heals how many of your diseases? Really? All your diseases. And sometimes we readily can accept the forgiveness part, but we don't accept readily the healing part. And the Word of God speaks about healing. God desires it. Third John, verse 1, in, uh, it's only one chapter, of course, of Third John, but verse 2 says, Beloved, and he's writing to the church, John is, by the Spirit, and he says, I pray that you're prospering how many things? And that doesn't just talk about, that's not just, confined to money, but they prosper and be in what? Health, just as your soul prospers. Now, God wants us to be in health. And uh, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Now, let's see what doing good looks like. Healing, how many who were oppressed by the devil? All. For God was with him. What that verse clearly shows us is that there's things from God, there's things from the enemy. And don't ever confuse the two. Can you say amen? James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist who? The devil. And he'll do what? He'll flee. So that's telling us that there's things that are from God. There's things that are from the devil. There's no third category. you got to discern which is which. And what you do is you resist those things. Now, some people have said under teaching, it says sometimes God gives people sickness, lows it is the little church word they use to try to take the sting out of it. It means the same thing. And that sometimes it's God's will for you to be sick, which is a blasphemous statement to make in light of what I've just said to you that God always desires you well, he desires your healing, and he desires your physical healing each and every time. Can you say amen to that? 
Now, if you think it's God's will for you to be sick, why would you go to the doctor? Why take medicine? Why try to undo God's will? Right? See how foolish that is? See how foolish it is? Now, Isaiah the prophet, he prophesied in Isaiah 53 and 5 about the crucifixion of Jesus and what it would accomplish. And in verse 5, he said, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And listen, and by his what? Stripes, we, here he says, are healed. Okay? Now, I've seen preachers and I've heard preachers try to explain that and say what that means is kind of spiritual healing. Like when you get forgiven, kind of a, a, you know, kind of a spiritual healing. Well, let's see what, you know, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. And you let Scripture interpret Scripture. So in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, the Bible itself comments on Isaiah 53 and what it really means. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed how many? All who were sick. He healed all who were sick. And, there, and then the next verse explains about Isaiah 53. It says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So that blows away any argument that it's a spiritual uh, healing. It's, right here he says that it's physical healing of sickness. It's what the prophet prophesied, and that's what Jesus was doing in Matthew chapter 8. In verse 16, so sickness is not of God, no more than sin is of, of God. God would no more want you to be sick than he would want you to sin. And on the same cross, on the same Jesus, in his body, he bore our sicknesses. He paid in full our sin, right? And so the word of God is so clear. Now we get to 1 Peter chapter 2. And in verse 24, he's quoting again from what Isaiah said. And he says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. And then he makes this statement, by whose stripes you, now notice the change here, intense. You what? Were, past tense, you were healed. Now, I'm trying to do this rapidly. But I'm going to make some statements because what grace does is it, it, it really helps us to understand things and puts things in a different perspective. For example, did God, in other words, so there's been a lot of singing today about how much God loves us and we love him. The Bible says we love God because he first loved us. When did God start loving you? When did God start loving anybody? Does God have love or is God is love? The Bible says God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. God loves because he can't help himself. That's who he is. God is love. Is, did God just start loving you when you got born again? Did he love you anymore when you got born again? Now, that's hard for people to answer because they think, yeah. God doesn't like you any better or love you anymore because you got saved. He loved you before you were born again. Amen? There's nothing you can do to make God love you more. Let that sink in. There's nothing you can do. God doesn't love you more because you read more of your Bible. I'm for reading the Bible, but that doesn't make God love you more. Right? It'll make you love God more, 
but it doesn't make God love you more. God doesn't love you more because you fast and pray. I'm for both of that, but that doesn't make God love you more. It'll make you love God more because you'll see more of him. But it doesn't change God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God's love did not start with you when you got born again. Now, this is where it gets a little bit different for you, and i got to get you to understand this concept because if you understand this, then the healing part's going to come a lot easier for us. Now, God doesn't have a day circled on the calendar where he's just going to save your lost loved one for you. Like, that's their day. You know, their day's going to be December the 1st, 2021. That's their day that God decided to save them. If that, listen, now most of us was raised like that. This is your day. This is your day for healing. This is your day. For, the Bible said today is the day for what? Salvation. Now, God, let me, let me make this statement just to try to for shock value and hopefully it makes you pay attention. But God's not going to save anybody today. God's not going to heal anybody today. God's not going to forgive anybody of sin today. God's not going to do that because God's already done all of that. God's already done all of that. And see, that's the difference between the gospel of grace and this other stuff. It's not the gospel at all. Now, what a lot of the church says is that God can forgive and he will if you ask him. But what the Bible teaches is God has forgiven and he didn't need your permission. In other words, God didn't need your permission to start loving you. God decided to love you when you was unlovable. While we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love for us by dying for us on the cross while we were yet sinners. All right, so God don't need your permission to love you. He loves you because that's who he is. Now, that's a past tense thing. Now, this is not my message. Healing is my message today, but, but forgiveness is a done deal. Now, a lot of church still don't know that, and I can't help it, but it's my job to just keep saying it. But they think forgiveness is something that God can do. Forgiveness is something that God has done. Uh, the Bible says that forgiveness of sin only comes one way, and that is through the shedding of blood. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross 2,000 years ago. At that point that that blood was shed, then God fulfilled through his son the mission he sent him to do which was be the lamb that would take away the sin of the world not the sin of the church not the sin of the Christians not the sin of the people that confessed them but the sin of the world Jesus either finished what he said and he that was his last words by the way on this earth it is finished so he didn't lie he took away the sin of the world now in the new covenant 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 says that God was in Christ reconciling the sin of the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them anymore. Hebrews chapter 10 says twice in that chapter that God is not uh, keeping record of our sins any longer. He does not impute them. He does not keep them. He does not have a record of them anymore. He does not charge them. In and and, and same Psalm 103, if we would kept reading, it says, As far as the east is from the west, God has removed all of our transgressions and our sins. God's removed them. God did that himself. And so, God, listen, God has forgiven every man. 
And that's why God's not angry. That's why God's not upset because he's got nothing to be upset about. Now, God don't want people sinning. He didn't want people stealing. He didn't want people murdering. He didn't want people doing all these things because of the pain that it brings. But as far as God, he has reconciled the sin of the world to himself. He took it upon himself. He bore it in himself on the tree. He bore the sins and he bore the diseases. And God's forgiven. Now, God doesn't have a date. Now, God wants every person to be saved, born again, right? You agree with that? All right? Uh, but God doesn't have, God's not, you know, people come up, you know, and, and they'll say, Pastor, I want you to pray that God will save my husband. But it's not like that God's going to reach and, it's not that that guy's got a special day on the calendar. Now, what God wants is the goodness of the gospel to be preached to that guy so that he will believe. But the day that he believes is the day he'll get saved. And God wanted you to say, God wanted you to save yesterday. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Do you agree with that? So, so that's why I made the statement, God's not going to save anybody today because he already has done everything that's needed for salvation. All that is waiting on is that person to respond by faith into the grace what God has provided through his grace. We are saved by faith through grace, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. Is that the Bible? All right, so, so it's, all we're waiting on is for that person to believe. It's the same way with healing. It's the same way with healing. Now, a lot of people, they, this is why the healing thing is such a challenge. Because we misunderstand this. <coughs> you you got to understand that f what, what we, this is what we think. Let me, let me say it this way. <coughs> we think that faith moves God, that our faith moves God, and that God responds to what we do or don't do. And, and we try to use it like a pry bar, that if we put enough pressure, if we pray enough, if we fast enough, if we're good enough, if then then it'll 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 all of a sudden, boom! It'll it'll break and we get our breakthrough. Let, let me tell you, this is what it is. God's already done all the moving He's going to do. Now all, that's true. So if you're sitting here with a physical sickness and you're trying to get God to heal you, that that's why you're struggling with it because not God's not going to save anybody today he's not going to heal anybody because he already has now some of you have begun to make those faces I get when I talk like this and it's okay just don't let it hurt your brain try to hear this with your heart it's the word of God and, and just hang on I ain't, I ain't finished yet okay God wants people saved and when those people hear the gospel then what they do, it's not that God all of a sudden moved on that guy. It's all of a sudden that they put faith in God. What, what our faith does is we respond to God's grace. In other words, grace has freely provided everything that we need, the Bible says, pertaining to life and godliness. God's provided everything. He's already in the cross and on the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection. God has provided everything that we would ever need, including our healing. Now, what, I, what our faith does, see, my, my job, this is what I've prayed today. God, if you'll just help me to help the people to believe in you. 
If I can get you to have faith in him, then what will happen is it's not that God's moving on you. It's not God's reaching. No, it's you're reaching to God. Your, your faith is reaching up to God. That's why the, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, and I, I love being used in that. I, I've, I've had decades. I've seen God do amazing things. And, and, and I know maybe you, you get wore out. We talking about Mary Lee Barnum, but she's sitting here. We talk about her. But when I was able to, through the gift of the Spirit, to identify what was wrong, where it was wrong, it wasn't that God just decided, well, I'm just going to heal her cancer that night. It wasn't that God had it circled. Now, Mary Lee's sitting right there. Wave your hand, Mary Lee. I'm not making up. There she is, a real person. See her? She's a real person. And she had cancer in her body. And she came up for prayer. And through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, word of knowledge, me knowing what I could not know apart from the Spirit, I said, you're not here because of bones and hips and all that because she come up with a walker. It wasn't nothing orthopedic, but the Spirit of the Lord said it's in her abdomen. And I said it's in your abdomen. And then the Spirit of the Lord said it's in fact it's in your colon. See, that was supernatural. That's called gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's gifts. I didn't earn it. I didn't pray enough to get used like that. It's gifts. Gifts are free. If you don't earn them, you can't unearn them. But what did that do to Mary Lee? She knew that there's no way I would know that. And her faith in that moment was in God. And through that faith, she received what grace had freely provided for her, which is her healing. And that cancer left her body. The last time I preached on this, and I got a brother sitting there at the soundboard that knows I'm telling the truth. And there was a person here that I didn't know had come into the service with, with stage four cancer. And I preached along these lines, and I talked about along this, these points. And that person told our brother back there, he said, well, won't you go up and get pastor to pray for you? He said, I've received it. And that day he was healed of stage four cancer sitting right in here. Because he, but, but, but see, and, and, and that's, listen, if you can get this, that's what the Bible teaches. It's not about God giving, it's about us receiving. It's not the transmitter, it's the receiver. And, and so where we get off on the healing portion, and, and it seems to be, uh, and I, I, I agree with you, I, I get it. I'm a, I'm a person in a body that, that will, will ache and will hurt and will turn sick and that will feel horrible. And then I'm also a person that can say, you know, and you, and you get confused the way you do things. And so when it comes to healing, I've just read for you the scripture that says, by his stripes... You were healed. You, you were healed. Not by your begging God, but by his stripes. So what, what purchased your healing? In other words, so the Lord, go back to the forgiveness of sin thing. On the cross, God forgave the world of sin, right or wrong. But there's people that don't, they don't know that. It's, many don't believe that. But at the moment that they believe that and they put their faith in that one who shed his blood to forgive their sin, then what they do is they receive that forgiveness. In other words, they enjoy the benefits of it. But when was the price for that paid? 2,000 years ago. When did God forgive them even before they were born? 2,000 years ago. Right? 
Are y'all getting, this is not hard, right? I mean, you're getting it. So, but, but the person, once they, they've heard the gospel, they heard somebody preach the gospel, share the gospel in whatever way, and, and, and they, they believe that word, they believe the word of God, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be sons of God. And, and as soon as they believed, boom, in that moment, a supernatural thing happened. They were born again. And now, now they're enjoying the benefit of, of not sin conscious anymore, but Christ conscious. And they're enjoying the benefit of that forgiveness. And if the church, you know, and if there's one thing that we should get around here is that we are forgiven. Eternal, we are forgiven. And we walk in that forgiveness. We, you don't have to ask God. And I don't have time to go to 1 John chapter. There's only one verse in the whole New Testament that seems to link confession of sin with forgiveness. And, and he's not talking to Christians there. He's talking to people that says, and it's so clear in 1 John, he said that, you know, if any man says he has no sin, he's a liar. And he makes God out a liar. In other words, these people that John was writing to said that they have no, there's no such thing as sin. We, we, we don't even believe in sin. And, and by the way, it's a sin now, not sin verb. And that's the difference. Okay? And, and so that's a whole different thing. He's not, and, but, but that's the only verse that Christians, they come trotting that one out. Like, oh, here's a proof text. You, you don't even know what you're talking about. I can show you 20 verses that says you are forgiven. That's why when Jesus, let, they tore the roof off, Lord, the man, Jesus looked at that guy who never opened his mouth, never said boo, never said a word, never said a prayer. Jesus looked at that man and said, sir, your sins are forgiven you. Not will be if you confess them. He said they are. Why? Because the, the one who was paying the price for sin was standing there. So your sins are forgiven. And when that guy finally understood that his sins were forgiven, it made him get his physical healing so much come easier. Then he said, now get up off that bed and take up that stretcher and go. Because see, if, we, if we're not careful, listen, if you don't understand this, if you somehow got that little lodged in your brain that somehow God's behind your sickness, that you're paying for your sin, that, you're, that God, you know, God's behind you some way, you, you're not going to receive healing. You, you're, not, you're, just not, you're not going to receive it because you, 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 you're believing the wrong thing. Now, we've got a lot of Christians that they're looking totally, and I've taught you this, you're looking in the wrong direction for your healing. Now, most Christians, you know, we'll just say, let's just say those speakers there, that's future. And so that's your, you know, you think your healing's out there. Well, I'm looking forward to the day the Lord heals me. I'm looking forward to the day that I don't have this problem anymore. I'm looking forward to the day that I get healed. And we pray like prayers like this. Oh, God, please come and heal me. Oh, Lord, please heal me. Oh, Lord, would you come down and heal me? Oh, Lord, would you heal me? Because you, you're looking in the wrong direction. Now, I, if I'm looking in this direction, I can't see what's going on back in this direction. I can't even see it because I'm looking in the wrong direction. Are you with me? I want to tell you something. Listen to me. If you can just get this, I'm trying to make this simple. Your, your healing is not out here. Your healing is not future. I just read to you verses. It says, by his stripes you were. Okay, so were puts it in the past. And he says, by his stripes you were what? You were healed. Now see, if you, right here now, you thinkers, you're having a hard time because you've got your brain going. I don't make no sense. It ain't supposed to. It's faith. The natural mind cannot receive the things that be of God. They are foreign to him, neither does he know them. Put your brain in neutral so I can push you easier. 
If a car's in neutral, I can push it. I can look really strong. I can push a whole car. Just not going downhill. <laughs> but if you got it in park with the merchant brake, I'm going to have a hard time with you. Now, some, some of you, when it comes to healing, you got your brain in park and you got the merchant brake on. And religion told you to do that. And you wonder why you ain't moving. Now, your healing's not out here. This is 2,000 years ago. This is the cross. This is where your healing is. The reason you're not seeing it because you're looking in the wrong way, you've got to look back to your healing. You can't say, I've got to look forward to the day. No, you, you won't never, healing is not forward. Healing is backward. I, by his stripes, when did that happen? On the cross 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, you were healed. You were healed. The only deal you got to do today is believe it. And then the day that you believe it, it's not because God had this calendar circled in red. This was your day. No, that's the day you made it your day when you believed. When you believed the truth and you received by faith in what he has freely provided, your healing. And it became your day for healing. It's not that God decided that I'm going to heal you this Sunday. You can get healed anytime you want to. God will even heal on Monday. But it's not because God decided that Monday was your day. It's because you decided that's the day I'm going to believe it. Y'all need to quieten off. Y'all making way too much noise. See, it's a little bit tougher. I get it sometimes to get a hold of this because your body hurts and talks to you and sends signals and messages and denies the truth. God's word it's like before when I've been praying for my kids and I and, and even me as long as I've been doing this I have to remind myself of these truths that I'm telling you because my body is loud pain is loud it speaks louder than the Bible sometimes symptoms Go to the doctor. Well, they got tests. They did. They run this test. They did this. They did that. And and and, and, you, and then and then we get caught up a lot of times. And I don't mean this, but and then we're like, "Oh God, please come and heal me." And he said, "By my stripes, you were healed." But your body's saying something different. And what we got to, and what's what's not happening at that moment necessarily is it's not manifesting itself. The healing is not manifesting in our physical body yet. Now, let me tell you something. There's no jokes and no games when the healing manifests in your physical body. The, the x-rays, I'm not scared of nothing that medical science will do. It'll show up. So don't be scared of getting the test. It'll show up. When, when God, he, it'll show up. Now, I don't, I don't have to have that. Some people, they don't never give God any glory for healing until the doctor says they're healed. You watch them. They don't ever get excited unless they go to the doctor. The doctor says healed. Then they want to talk. Then they want to testify. And they really got more confidence in the doctor's word than they do in the word of God. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that's kind of how we're designed to, to think. What the doctor said, that's gone now. So glory to God. Well, Jesus said it was gone 2,000 years ago. Now, see, this, this, is, this, is, this is like, see, we're responding to what God's done. And so we look back to it. And, and what God's kind of reminded me, it's like when I was praying for my kids, it's like, okay, you're, you know, and there was a time I was, you know, getting frustrated. I'm praying for my son. He's, you know, I'm not seeing healing here. 
God, I believe, put in my heart and said, you're, you're fighting to get me to heal him instead of fighting to protect his healing. See, the devil is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, destroy. All right? So that's the nature of a thief. Now let me ask you this. Is it normal? I'm talking about body-wise, physical. Is it normal to be sick or is it normal to be well? What is normal for any human saved or lost? It is normal for us to be well. You agree on that? So it is normal for a human to be well, to not to have disease. To have a disease or to be sick is abnormal. We want to hear the doctor say, your test all came back normal. We don't want them to walk in the room and say, your test is abnormal. Right? So it is normal to be non-sick. And then that's why it's called disease. Dis-ease. A disease has dissed your ease. See what I did there? There's, there's a dysfunction. There's something that's not right. So it's called disease. Something that has, you're supposed to be at ease. You're supposed to be healthy. It is, God said, it's my beloved brethren, it's my desire to you be in health, that you prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. God says it's normal for you to be healthy. So you got to understand that when, when health is taken away, there is a thief involved there. Now, I got enough understanding to know that there are natural things you can do to, to cause harm to yourself, right? And I won't enumerate all those possibilities. It would take too long. There are things that we can do to our body. There's things that we can ingest. There's things that we can put in our body that will not help us stay healthy, right? I, gotta, I mean, I, so I'm not saying there's a demon behind everything. And, and, and there's natural laws and there's spiritual laws. But what we got to understand is that your healing has been paid for. By his stripes, you were healed. Now, I want to say to you that most Christians do not view it that way at all. Most Christians see healing as something that they want God to do in that moment. God, please heal me now. God, stretch forth your hand with your mighty power and take this disease from me. And they see it as an action. And so what, listen, so what happens is they're waiting on God to do something. They're trying to move God. They're trying to get God to do something. And then when that something don't happen, then it messes up their theology because God's not doing it. So now we've got to figure out why is he not doing it. So here comes where the churches comes in. with all. They always have the answers even if they're wrong. So we get a lot of pulpits saying that God don't heal anymore. God don't do that anymore because he don't need to do that anymore because he don't need to bear witness to the gospel. These are some of the dumb things I've heard preached. They're called cessationists. In other words, they say these signs and miracles and healings ceased. Therefore, they're called cessationists. It ceased with the death of the last apostle. Well, that'd be cool if all the diseases ceased with the last apostle, but we still got sick folk. We still got cancer. We still got disease. And people still need healing in their body. And healing, listen, is part of the atonement of what Jesus paid for on the cross. It is part of that. It is your portion. It is your right. It is your inheritance. 
It is your benefit. That's why it says, bless the Lord and do not forget these benefits. Who Not only does he forgive you of all of your sin, but he heals all of your diseases. When did he do it? On the cross. He's already done it. What we do today is when people manifest the healing, is in that moment they have put faith, their faith in him and what he has provided and they draw from what grace freely has provided for them. They draw that in and their body manifests that faith. That healing. It's, it's, it's all through the Bible. All through there, when Jesus would help him, he said, your faith. He didn't say my father did this. He said, your faith has made you whole. So who pulled the trigger on it? Who, who decides when people get healed? Does God decide? No. See, you see, it? You see how quiet you are? It's okay, though. You, you think God decides when you get healed. No, you decide. Woman with the issue of blood. She's got 12 years of menstrual bleeding, unceasing. Under the law, she is ceremonially unclean. She can't touch anything. She can't go to temple. She can't go to synagogue. Anything she touches is declared ceremonially unclean. She is confined. She, is, she uh, has to be quarantined, if you will. She can't leave her house. 12 years of bleeding, menstrual bleeding, non-stop. Horrible position to be in. She finally gets sick of it. She hears about Jesus. She says, I know, but if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Whose faith is working there? Hers is. Where's her faith is? It's in that man. So she violates all ceremonial law. She fights her way through the crowd. Jesus is passing by. You know the story. I think you do. She, she's pa Jesus is passing by, unaware, unaware of this woman. I know y'all think that Jesus knew everything that was going on. All He did not because he was a real human. He was not a man pretending to be. He, he, was, a, he was a real man full of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible is clear that Jesus didn't know everything. The Bible said when Jesus was 12, he said he grew in wisdom. How do you grow in wisdom if you already know everything? He got hungry. He got thirsty. He got tired. He had to go to the bathroom. He was a normal baby. He wasn't levitating on the water when Mary was trying to bathe him. Jesus, Listen, Jesus did no miracles until he was endued with power from on high, until he was filled with the Holy Spirit at 30 years of age. He did no miracles. How do you know that? Because if he was going to do one, I believe he would have raised his daddy from the dead, Joseph, Mary's husband. But sometime between 12 years of age and 30, Joseph died. I don't know if he was killed at the carpenter shop or if he died a slow death of cancer. But either way, they took him to the, to the grave and they buried him and left him there. Why didn't Jesus do something then if he could do something? Because he couldn't do anything. He said, I can't do anything except by the power of the Spirit. When did the Holy Spirit descend upon him in a bodily form as a dove at his baptism service? And once that happened, buddy, things changed. Then he could do something about the leprosy. He could do something about the disease. He could do something about the dead. And that's us. We can't do anything apart from God. So this woman touches him, and Jesus felt virtue. That means power. You can, there, there, there's, we're not playing games here. That's real. And power left his body. He felt it. Something went out of him. He stopped and he said, who touched me? The disciples said, Lord, <laughs> everybody. I mean, all these people thronging you and you ask who touched me. And Jesus, that's where Jesus made a statement. Yeah, but I felt virtue go out of me. Now, the woman's sitting there. She's kind of afraid. And she knows she's been kind of found out. And, and she identifies herself. 
and, and, and he tells, see, Jesus, it wasn't on God's calendar that day to heal that woman. Because Jesus is God in the flesh, if you can receive this, Jesus said who, he did not know. The reason he, he's not playing games. The reason he said who touched me because he did not know. But this woman through her faith in him touched him and she drew into herself what was needed to drive that disease out of her body. And she was made whole because she decided enough is enough. Twelve years is enough. She decided. It wasn't on God's calendar. Who decides when you get healed? Not God, you do. You do. Now, when you go to certain meetings and your faith is elevated, if you go to, you know, that's why sometimes these people go to, like they could go to Catherine Kuhlman's meetings. You may not know who it was, don't worry about it. You go to a Benny Hand meeting. They go, they go to these places where healing is the focus. They've invested their time. They've invested airline tickets. They've invested money. And, and they hear the message of faith. And their faith is an elevated level. And they draw from that. Not from that person, but they draw from God. And they pull from that. Now, at my house, I have an option. Cockwood EMC has provided electricity to my house. And it, it operates according to their law. But they have provided. My, but it's up to me where I can sit in the dark all the time and have prayer meetings that it would get light in my house. But I can sit in the dark 24-7 and I can complain to you about how dark it is at my house and I can complain to you about all kind of stuff involving electricity, but it's, it's my fault because I ain't flipped the switch. Now, Cockwood EMC has provided electricity, but it's up to me to believe that it's provided there enough that I have faith to turn the flip switch on. You can sit in the dark if you want to. You can stay sick if you want to. But don't blame it on God that there's not the resources there to draw from. By his stripes, you, you, me, we were, past tense, healed. And you have to get your faith looking in the right direction. So you, you look back. Now, now I found this beneficial to me. And I've kind of forgotten about it in the last few days in my own body. So this is what I've just said, and just to remind myself, you know, forget not all his benefits. Lord, thank you for loving me. Lord, thank you for forgiving me. Lord, thank you for healing me. I've just been saying that to him over and over, all, all yesterday, I'm out doing stuff. Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you. And, and again, the forgiveness there, don't misunderstand, is not because I've asked him to do. Thank you for that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, that, that you love me. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank you that I'm healed. Now, my body is sending signals that I'm not healed. But, you know, that's not so weird because there's times that my soul will send signals that I'm not forgiven. It's called guilt, shame, condemnation. But I know that I am forgiven. There's times that my body attacks me, those thoughts come that I'm not righteous because I actually have just committed an act that was not necessarily righteous and I don't feel righteous and that, that didn't look righteous. But you know what I have to confess? I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I may not look righteous, I may not feel right, but I'm still righteous. 
And so the healing, if you can get a hold of it, it's really the same way. I have to stand fast on the fact that I don't, it don't matter. I'm forgiven. I'm already forgiven of sins I ain't even committed yet. Because he's not coming back another time and he's not crawling up on another cross and he's not going to shed any more blood. He said he shed his blood once and for all. Now we still future, listen, and I've said this over and over, if there's no forgiveness of future sins, we're all lost, let's go home because we're all going to hell. Because all your sins and mine were future 2,000 years ago. But on that cross on that day that he shed his blood, because God does exist outside of time. Time is a temporary interruption in eternity. God exists outside of time. We see chronological, past, present, future. No, the Bible said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. It's all the same to Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. God sees all of it the same. God don't see 100 years ago and now and 500 years. It's the same to God. So I don't understand that. That's all right. That's because he's God and we're not. And so just stop trying to be. Okay? But so if, if I can accept the fact of this, God loves me, I believe that, God loves me, it'll change the way you live. God loves me. He loved me when I was a sinner, so why are you going to stop loving me now? And so if you really believe that, then you won't go into all the, the, the pits of depression like, well, why is this happening? Maybe God don't love me. You're not even open for that lie because you have settled it. God loves me. They tried to learn us this in church when I was a little bitty kid. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. They tried to get that in us real young. and We'd, we'd get up. They'd, they'd haul us in front of church and make us sing it. Jesus loves me, this I know. They need to get us back up and start it again. They need to get the adults up there because we need to say, Jesus loves me, this we don't know. And, and we, we, a lot of people don't know that. They don't know. Because you know why they don't know it? Because, see, it, it ain't Jesus loves me this we feel. So Jesus loves me this I know. Sometimes you know has got to know more than what your feeler feels. Sometimes you may not feel loved. It ain't going like you wanted everything. You don't feel, it, it don't matter. Jesus loves me. I'm loved by God. Okay, so, okay, let's check that one off. He loves me. I'm forgiven. Why? Because, no, because God, God reconciled the sin of the world. God took care of that. God paid the debt. Jesus paid for it. We couldn't do it. Jesus paid for it. So I'm forgiven. I'm eternally forgiven. Now what people get confused about is, they well, if everybody's forgiven, that means everybody's saved. Now I didn't say that. Because you're not saved until you put your faith in it and believe in it. Then you enjoy the benefits of it. But as far as every human on the planet, they're forgiven. They're forgiven. That's, this, is the, this is grace different. They're forgiven. This is the gospel. This is the word of God. They're forgiven. Now, they don't know they're forgiven. They need to be here, here preaching like this, that they are forgiven. And then when they, they hear it, they believe it, they put faith in it, then they're born again spiritually. They start enjoying the benefit, and they just live and go, you know what? I'm forgiven. Glory to God. I'm forgiven. No matter what I do, I'm forgiven. So they start sinning less because they, they're not living in all that. But even when, they, when you mess up, and then when that, when, no matter how long, how much of this I know, sometimes I feel that condemnation. But I got to remind myself what I know. Romans 8 1, there is therefore now no, not any, not a dab, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
there's no condemnation. But why do I feel condemned? Because that's from the enemy. He's trying to bring condemnation. He's trying to show my record to me. He's trying to say, God don't love you. That's why you're having this problem. God's paying you back, blah, blah, blah. And he come up with all this foolishness. But I have to resist that and go, no, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. there's no condemnation. Because I'm, where are you at? I'm in Christ. Condemnation can't come in here. This is Christ. I'm the temple of God. God dwells in. Condemnation, there, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. But I didn't say you sometimes, come on now, honestly, you kind of feel condemned sometimes. You can feel that guilt and that shame. A lot of us grew up with this, shame on you. Shame on you. You should be ashamed of yourself. See, all that was demonic, even if your grandma did tell you that. It's, it's just God never uses shame or guilt or condemnation ever. Never one time has God ever used that to try to get a person to change the way they're doing. And in fact, when all through the Old Testament, when God would approach people like Abraham lying about his wife and Isaac did the same thing, Jake, God never even talked to them about their sin. He just talked to them about their destiny and the covenant that he made with them. Because that's how you get people out of it. It's not condemning them for what they're doing. It's pointing to what they're supposed to be living. And so listen, this is what I'm trying to say to you. If you can, you know, God loves me, that I'm forgiven. Because my forgiveness happened 2,000 years ago. And I draw from that now, and I live in that. Then also your healing was paid 2,000 years ago. Now I want to tell you, this is a total different way of most people in particularly Pentecostal charismatic churches you know how they you know go about healing things that listen this is why a lot of times and I'll be honest with you a lot of grace preachers and all they don't even touch the area of healing you look at their blog site so they don't even talk about it they ain't even got one article on healing they don't even they just ignore it because to them it's like it's too complicated to even get with because you got to turn around and tell somebody that they were healed 2,000 years ago and they're just sitting there sick well, that's, that ain't no difference than telling people 2,000 years ago you were forgiven, but you're sitting there still in sin. Same thing. But they won't enjoy the benefit of that forgiveness until they receive, through faith, Jesus Christ, the forgiver. It's not that God just decided on that day to forgive them. He forgave them when Jesus shed his blood. It's on that day they received and start manifesting the life of Christ that they received through faith in him. So no, it's no difference, guys, than when it comes to healing. Now sometimes, I, and I can stand up here so much time and tell you miracle after miracle after miracle. And, and, and as I look back on my life, and I didn't always have this understanding, I was the guy trying to get God to move his hand and get him to heal. Sometimes God does things in spite of us, of our ignorance. Because God absolutely loves people. He does. Now, this is not just for the preachers to manifest or something, but it's for all of us. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. One of those signs is they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. Now, it didn't say these signs shall follow Christians. It, it didn't say the signs will follow Christians. It said these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you don't believe in healing, you don't believe. I've even heard preachers and all teach that healing is demonic. It's the other devil. Wow, dude, where'd you get that from? I know where you got it from. If Satan can confuse you, he's got you. Your thoughts, I mean. If he can get you confused, God's behind it. God put this on you. God's doing this. God's allowing it. 
listen, sickness is of, of the devil. Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Sickness is of the devil. The origin of sickness, sickness did not enter into this earth until sin came in. Sickness came with it. Jesus came, listen, let me tell you this. Jesus is God in the flesh, right? How many people did God ever not heal that came to him for healing? Jesus. Show me one person in the whole entirety of the New Testament that Jesus said, no, nah, today's not your day. It's not on God's calendar. Anybody got one? Show me one person that the Lord sent back and said, no, it's not God's, it's God's will for somehow. I'm trying to teach you something. Show me one storm that he blessed. Show me one storm that he sent. One sickness that he sent. Lepers come to him, ten lepers. They said, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal us. He said, I'm willing. Be healed. You know what he told them to do? He said, go show yourself to the priest. Why do you go show yourself to the priest? If you understand the law, Jewish law, you can't be pronounced and allowed back into society as a leprosy. They was quarantined, lived in leper colonies. They can't, they, they're, they're, they're done for. And, and, and this leprosy, if, if, if the person's got leprosy, they have to cover their face and, and walk to the opposite side of the road. And if they're meeting a person, they have to, by uh, Levitical law, they have to cry out three times, unclean, unclean, unclean. That lets the person approaching them know this person's got leprosy. Leprosy is infectious. It's not necessarily contagious, but it's infectious. If you touch a leper, you can get leprosy. Leprosy was terminal. Right? That, that, that's how people do. Jesus said go show yourself to the priest the only reason you go show yourself to the priest because the priest was a dude that had the legal authority to look at you and go you know what I pronounce you clean and you now you can go back in society go back home now Jesus has got ten lepers and he tells all ten of them lepers who are still lepers in as far as their symptoms go show yourself to the priest it's called faith y'all in the man that's doing the talking to you so you got, are you getting the picture here? So you got leprosy, it's sores, it's obvious you got leprosy, right? This man said, we, we said to you, if you're willing, you could heal us. He said, you are, go show yourself to the priest. But they look at their body and they still got leprosy. Now that's when you got a decision to make. Are you healed or not? Are you healed because he says you are? Or are you healed because your, your skin looks good? Are you healed because God's word says you're healed? Or are you healed because the doctor says you are? Are you healed because this man says you're healed because his word is true? Or are you healed because the test says you are? Are you healed because his, this man's word says you're healed by his stripes you were healed? Or are you healed because you feel healed? Are you healed because the word of God says you're healed by his stripes you were healed? Or are you healed because you don't hurt no more? So you got to decide which word you're going to believe. Are you going to believe what your body says or are you going to believe what he says? Which one are you going to believe? You're going to have to believe one or the other. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you're sick here, I want to pray for you. But let's just say you got pain in your body right now while I'm talking. You're hurting somewhere in your body. So you're going to come down and I'm going to lay my hands on you and I'm going to, I'm going to pray with you for you to receive what grace has already paid for. And, and if I lay my hands on you and I pray for you and your pain doesn't immediately leave, at that moment standing right here, you're going to have to decide what you believe. So you're going to believe in the pain or you're going to believe in what I've been preaching here for this, for today. 
because your body don't always line up instantly like you want it to. Let me ask you, have you ever had a headache? Anybody in here besides me ever took an Advil, BC, snapback, comeback, whatever, Tylenol, you know, we know. Anybody ever took one? Anything in that? Anybody ever done that? Okay, get heads hurting, pounding, migraine, whatever. Oh, temple pain, a oh, couple pills, a little water. Pain instantly left you. As soon as you swallowed, the pain was gone, right? Right? Pain instantly, it was gone instantly. As soon as you swallowed, no more headache, right? You need to take them pills back. They not working. Why did you take the pill? Why did you take that Tylenol capsule? Why did you put that in your mouth and swallow it? Who told you that? Somebody told you that. Somebody preached that to you. Somebody preached a Tylenol message to you. They preached Tylenol. You know what you did? You invested in that message. You gave an offering because you believed in that message. And you went to Walgreens and you found the Tylenol and you purchased it and you laid down your hard cash and you said, because I know me and I'm going to get a headache one day, so I'm going to have this ready when it do come. So you were doing what God did. You prepared for the problem before the problem ever came and manifested. Y'all just let me, let, listen. So you invested in it. You got faith in it. You got your money in it. And now here come the day, pain. Mm, I knew this day would come. And you got faith. Not only do you say you got faith, but your faith got legs. You put legs on your faith and go to your medicine cabinet. And you find that bottle that says Tylenol, and you go, I believe in Tylenol. Yes, I do. And you take two of them out, and you put it in your mouth, and you swallow it. Mm. But I'm still hurting. I know I'm still hurting, but I got faith. It's going to work. What you going to do? I'm going to go on with my business because I believe that this Tylenol is going to do what the man preached it going to do. And he said if I would take it and believe it, before long my pain would be gone. Yeah, uh, hey. All I'm asking y'all to do is have at least as much faith in the Word of God as you do in Tylenol or Advil or whatever. So when you believe God's Word, the Bible says when the lepers, they said, we're going to show ourselves to the priest. And, and, and if somebody met them, they said, where y'all going? We're going to show ourselves to the priest. That man said, we was healed. And then somebody said, well, you don't look healed. You don't smell healed. You smell like a leper. You look like a leper. Y'all wasting y'all's time going to the priest. They said, the man says, show yourself to the priest. We're going to the priest. And the Bible says this, as they went, as they went, they were healed. As they walked it out, they just walked, walked it out. As I, what you going to act like? I'm going to act like I'm healed. I'm going to talk like I'm healed. I'm going to thank God that I'm healed. Why? Because God says, by his stripes I was healed. And if I was healed, then I is healed. And if I is healed, I am healed. And I'm healed because God says I am. Not because my body says I am, but because God says I am. Now it's up to my body to get lined up with the word of God. And now I'm not fighting to get God to heal me. I'm fighting to get this thief off of what God has provided for me, which is hell. And I'm just going to walk it out. What you going to do if you're still hurting? I'm going to confess it every day. Lord, thank you for loving me. Lord, thank you for, for forgiving me. Lord, thank you for healing me.
Thank you that that's all part of your benefits. Lord, forgive me for forgetting your benefits. I kind of forgot some of your benefits. I, 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 I knew you loved me, and I knew I'm forgiven, but, man, this pain's been rough. And so I've been trying to get you to come heal me. I forgot that I was healed. I was healed. I was healed. When was you healed, Dale? 2,000 years ago, I was healed. Jesus said I was. I know it don't make no sense. I know, it don't, and I know it looks foolish to the natural brain, but i got to stand on what God says. I, I believe more about what God says than what the doctor says. And this is where it comes in confessing. Let the weak say I am. Let the poor say I am. Let the sick say I am. I'm going to say I'm well. Well, you look like a fool. That's all right. I'm on my way to show myself to the priest. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in God's word. I'm believing God. And, 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 and if it happens instantly, and it, my body is instant, and I've had times it happened instantly. Boom. Instant. And then I've had times it didn't happen instant. didn't happen instant. But you stand in the word of God. Why? Because it's, it's, your, it's the children's bread. It's your portion. It's your right. It's your inheritance. Did, did, this, did this help you at all? So if you can, a grace church should readily be able to accept the provision of healing probably better than any church because we already have accepted that we are forgiven people, that we are forgiven, and that we are righteous. And there will be things that will try to make us feel unrighteous, but we confess, no, 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 I'm, I'm the righteous of God. And we get over those things quicker, and we walk on in faith. And now when it comes to healing, won't you stand with me? I want you to have so much hope for healing. And I hope that I've helped you to have hope for healing because you do have hope. Now, see, you might be sitting there with something what you consider to be minor, and yet you may be sitting here like that. One of the last times I talked about this, you may be sitting here with stage four cancer, and you're just quietly sitting there. I know, I know what it's like, you know, to have all kind of problems to try to come on you. But we don't, we don't have to s submit to God. Resist. If sickness is of the devil, then we got to learn. We, we resist that. We, we, we resist it. And this is not some head game. This is not mind over matter. This is not if I keep polyparroting and saying it over and over and over enough that finally I'll. No, no, this is not that. This is grace has freely provided. God has provided healing for us long before the sickness was ever there. Minding your sickness, in other words, on the cross 2,000 years ago before we were even born. So God had already made provision for the fact that, that the sickness would try to come and steal our help. Right? He, he already provided. He would already provided for our salvation before you were even born. So now what we do is we just, if you believe God's word, God's not waiting. You're not waiting on God. It's just for you to receive. It's always receive. It's, it's not him give. It's not him heal. And if you're going at it that way, that's why I'm, I'm afraid you're going to be, really be struggling because that's, you're, you're not in a position to receive. You're, you're trying to get God to do something. And then when you seemingly God doesn't do it, then you try to come up with a theology as why. Well, he didn't do it anymore. Uh, maybe God's for me. He's trying to teach me something. Uh, maybe I'm having to pay for my sins. Maybe i got sin in my life. Uh, maybe I hadn't prayed enough. Maybe I hadn't read my Bible enough. And so then you try to fill in the blanks, and it's just religious lies. 
and that will rob you from receiving what's freely been given. It's by his stripes. So there's only one thing that paid. So listen to me. There's one thing that paid for your forgiveness of sin, blood. Without the shedding of blood, no forgiveness. Okay, you got that? Blood did that. Only one thing can get healing to manifest by his stripes. All you have to do is believe in that. So you put your faith in his stripes, the price that he paid, the provision that he made on the cross, then you position yourself to receive by faith what grace freely has provided. And it's not God moving, it's we're moving. We're, we're, we're believing. And it manifests in our body. Well, if it don't manifest, I've just told you how to deal with that. If it don't manifest instantly, just keep walking in it. Just keep walking in it. Jesus no more knew that woman was going to touch his garment than anything. But she decided, I'm, gonna, I'm pressing through. I'm going to Jesus. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. He didn't say, my father made you well. He didn't say, this is your day. God decided to do it for you today. He said, your faith, daughter, has made you whole. Your faith in who? Your faith, don't say you ain't got enough faith. The faith you have is a gift from God. And you know how your faith is only as strong as what your faith is in. If your faith is in Jesus, it's the strongest faith. That's why a mustard seed of it will move mountains. Okay? Everybody on Facebook that is sick, I, I, I declare to you to receive by faith healing in your body right where you are in Jesus' name. Just receive it. Just say, Lord, I thank you that I'm loved, that I am forgiven, and that I am healed by your stripes. I receive my healing. In Jesus' name. Okay? Now, we're going to go away from Facebook because I'm going to pray for you. If you want prayer. If you don't, I'm going to go eat chicken. Okay? <laughs> but there's no way in the world that I'm going to pray or preach about sick people getting healed without praying for sick people to receive their healing. Okay? I want you to come. If you got any kind, if you need a healing in your body, I want you to come stand across the front of this altar. Quickly come. If you need any, it don't have to be severe. It don't matter. It don't matter what it is. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come. This is not going to take long because we're just acting on God's word. We're doing like those leopards. We're walking in the word, and and we're we're, we're just going to walk it out. Everybody get in. My, boy, you're smiling a lot today. The Lord loves you so much. <laughs> he loves you so much. He loves you so much. I'm saying she's receiving hers right now. Hallelujah. I've done my best to get you to believe in him. Just to believe in him. Now one more time I'm going to say to you, look at me, look at me. One more time I'm going to say to you, not Dale's word, not Grace Point's word, but God's word that he says numerous times in the scripture, over three different times, by his stripes you 
whatever it is, doesn't matter. You were healed by his stripes. You, by his stripes, you were healed. And, and that's in the past. Your healing is back yonder because the cross is back yonder. And the price has been paid. Now, all we do now, and there's nothing you have to do to earn anything. It's not based on you. God's not looking at you if you've been a good boy, bad boy, bad girl, good girl. He's not looking at nothing. He's looking at one thing, and that's the price that's been paid in full. That's all. So just don't entertain anything else. And, 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 and you just, you, in, in faith, just, I'm just asking you to join with me. You, you do, if you feel something different. But I'm just, I'm asking you to join with me and, and just say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Just say it out loud. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that I'm loved by you. Thank you that I am forgiven of all sin. Thank you for forgiving me. And thank you that I am healed of all diseases. For by your stripes, I am healed. I was healed on the cross 2,000 years ago. And I receive my healing. And I command my body to manifest that truth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now just say, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Now, every, listen to me. Every one of you, right now, have a decision. If you're hurting and you're still hurting, you go, wait a minute now. And if you walk away from this altar and say, I didn't get it, then you've missed the whole point of what I preached today. That's what I'm trying to get you out of. Because everybody's going to believe something. They're going to believe something. They're going to believe the truth or they're going to believe something that's not the truth and they're going to walk in it as if it is truth. So if you come to an altar like this and you, you, you say, I didn't get it, then you're, you're putting faith in something that's not the word of God. You know what you're doing? You're putting faith in your, your body, your, your, your feelings, your, your pain. Your, you're making that, you're exalting that above the word of God, above the knowledge of God. You've you, you got to stop doing that. And I just don't want to rush anything right here. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this quick unless God stops me. But I'm going to I'm going to come by you so I'm not to startle you. Somebody's got your eyes closed. But I'm going to lay my hands on you. Why am I going to do that? See, Jesus did something real strange. He never told us to pray for sick people. He said, "Let the elder, if anybody's sick among you, let them call for the elders of a church and let them pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith." over them, anointing them with all the prayer of faith, and, and, and they shall recover. If they've committed sin, that's not a problem. God wants them to know that. And I am an elder. But also, he says, heal the sick. He always told his disciples to heal the sick. The Bible always says heal the sick. See, that's what we're, well, I can't heal the sick. We know you can't without, I, I can't have my lights burning in my house without conquering the EMC. I, I'm not confused where the power comes from. I'm not the origin of the power. I'm not the source of the power, but I can sure benefit from the power. Are you with me? So we're going to lay hands on the sick, and they shall what? The, God's got one word for everybody in this altar, recovery. Whatever, whatever it is, recovery. 
Reco recovering what? Recovering your health. Recovering your, your health. I'm going to lay hands on you. Start with my wife. Be healed. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive it. Just receive it. By his stripes you were healed. By his stripes you were healed. In Jesus' name, healing is the children's bread. It's your portion. Healing is your portion. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Because it is your portion. Mike, it's your portion. Heal. Receive it. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Hold up, Ashikalamanda. Receive your healing, my brother. Receive it now, Lord. It's your children's bread. It's your meat. It's your portion. It's your inheritance. Be healed in Jesus' name. Jimmy, get me. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed. Receive it. Receive it. It's your portion. It's your portion. Be healed. Be healed. Mama, be healed in Jesus' name. Ivory, I command these kidneys to be healed and whole in Jesus' name. I command these kidneys to function as God intended them to function from the very beginning when he made a kidney. Be healed and whole in Jesus' name. I command these kidneys to function at 100%. We settle for nothing but healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Feel be healed in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. Receive it. Receive it, my brother. Receive it, my brother. It is your portion. It's your inheritance. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, we just pray for this heart. We pray for this body. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. I rebuke every symptom and everything that would try to make you fear. I rebuke it. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Be healed. Receive your portion. Your inheritance is healing. Healed in Jesus' name. By your stripes, she was healed. By your stripes, she was healed. She was healed by your stripes. By your stripes. By your stripes, she was healed. By your stripes, she was healed. Yes, she was. By your stripes, she was healed. She was healed. Mike, by your stripes of Jesus, my brother, healed in your body. Oh, command this body to line up to the word of God, the pain to go, symptoms to go, signs to go. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for forgiving us. Lord, thank you that I'm healed for healing us. Thank you. Thank you that you did that 2,000 years ago. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for healing us. By your stripes, we were healed. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Any of you had pain in your body when you came down here? You was experiencing pain? Did any of the pain leave your body? Did your pain go? Where were you hurting? Can you tell us where you were hurting? All the way, your back, all the way down your legs? Pain is gone? You're not hurting at all? Praise God. Give God praise. Any, and, and I'm not trying, I'm just saying I'm, I'm believing instantly that there were a lot of instant things, instant. I don't believe everybody's going back with, with, with pain to their seat. That's why I'm doing that. And it doesn't make no difference if she's, if she's told me, yeah, I'm still hurting. That, that don't make no difference. That don't mean it didn't happen. Sometimes it takes your body, sometimes it takes your body a while to respond to Tylenol. Right? I'm not trying to be the Tylenol preacher, but I'm just trying to do something that you can relate to and understand and and, and see how that you invested in it and you believed in it and you acted on it. And even then it wasn't instant. And sometimes, you know, you might have to go back and take a third pill. I know it says take two, but sometimes I'm stubborn. Daddy raised us with two work, three got to do better. <laughs> that, that can be a problem too with other things. But I have violated what the, the instructions were said on the bottle depending on my pain level. Okay, anybody besides me can, you know, any more sinners in the house, I'll leave. Was there anybody else that you had pain, you was experiencing pain, and now your pain is gone as you stand in here? You had pain? Yeah, you, you had, huh? Stomach pain. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You were hurting when you come down and the pain's gone. Amen. Now, if you're one of the people standing here and going, you know what? I didn't get to raise my hand because I was hurting when it came and I'm still hurting. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay. God don't want you to hurt, and I don't want you to hurt. And God just wants you well and healthy. But so you do what, what I've taught you today. And I just think that's a neat way of doing it. Lord, I, I thank you that you love me. So that's settled. I'm loved by God, period. Not by, by my performance. I'm loved. And I'm absolutely settled. I'm forgiven. So there's nothing of this coming on me because I've got some kind of unforgiveness. God's trying to, mm -mm. And, Lord, I thank you that by your stripes I was healed. And so I'm going to do like those ten lepers. Now, we know how that story goes, you know. One of them turned around when he actually did manifest in his body the healing. and go, whoa. And he turned around and run back to, to Jesus. In Jesus' memory, he said, were there not ten healed? Where are the nine? And, and, and if you read the Bible carefully, that one guy that came back was a Samaritan. In other words, he couldn't show himself to the priest because the priest wouldn't even fool with him. He wouldn't even mess with him because he wasn't Jewish. So, but, but yet he had enough faith in that man's word, Jesus, that he walked like he was Jewish. But when he saw the healing, he turned around and he ran. He ran. And can, can I just tell you, he really did go show himself to the priest, but he showed himself to the high priest. <laughs> To the chief priest. And Jesus himself pronounced him clean and told him to go to his family, tell him the great things that God had done for him. See, who has pronounced you healed? The high priest. Jesus has pronounced you healed. Jesus. And so, so you, you walk like you're healed. You talk like you're healed. You don't entertain the videos of the devil playing your funeral for you. You don't listen to any of that. You rebuke that. You confess the opposite. If I'm sick, I'm well. It's not some kind of faith, religious, 
craziness. It's the Word of God. And we just stand on it. And I believe with every one of you, if you're still experiencing anything, don't let it. Don't. It's when you walk to your seat, not a one of you walk back and go, I, it didn't happen. I didn't get it. That's a lie. Don't empower the lie. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Not because Brother Dale says, but because the Word says, by your stripes I was healed. That's in the Bible, y'all, for a reason. And it places it back yonder. And I'm not looking forward to my healing. I'm always looking back to where I was healed. And I stand in that. And I make it my confession. And I stand and I believe. And I walk in that. And my body will just have to line up. It'll just have to line up with the word of God. And it's okay for you to talk to your body. I command you in Jesus' name to line up and come in agreement with the word of God concerning me. That's okay. You're not weird. And you can get in your bedroom, close the door where nobody can't hear you. But talk to it. I command you. I command this pain to go in Jesus' name and the root cause thereof. I command my body to you. You've heard me declare the word of God that by his stripes I was healed. I command you to line up with the word of God. Amen. I hope this has helped you. I knew today. I, I was even talking with Crawford yesterday, my text. And I said, he's going to heal people tomorrow, Crawford. They, they're in the mountains and all today. And, but I said, be praying for the service. I said, there's going to be many people that will manifest their healing tomorrow. Amen. Many healed in Jesus' name. We're not going to put up with it. We're going to resist it. We're going to submit to God. We're going to resist it. These things are going to flee from us. Amen. The other night I was meeting with my elders and we were sharing with each other some things. Some of us were sharing physical things. I, left, I just left that meeting plum aggravated. Not at nobody there, but the enemy is trying to mess with people. He's trying to steal our health. And not only we try to steal our health, he'll try to steal people from us. He'll try to take us out. We resist that. We submit to God's word. We resist it. We stand in the word of God. Amen. I just said, Lord, please help me to help the people to believe in you. Because if I can just get them through the word of God to believe in you, they will draw from an unlimited resource. They will draw from wells of healing. They'll draw from that. They'll live in that. Man, can't you feel that in your heart today? I hope you can feel my heart for you. I don't want a one of you sick. I don't want a one of you in pain. And it's not something to be normal and put up with. It's, be, it's something to be resisted. In Jesus' name. God still Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God that heals us. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Go enjoy your day. God bless you. Wait, okay, I'm sorry. Huh? Wait a minute. Y'all hang on. Hang on. Is this something to hang on about? Hang on, y'all. Hang on. Come on, darling. Come here. I don't even know what we're doing here. Come on. You don't, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I know with arthritis, I don't know if any of you have. Any arthritis, you can hurt now and not hurt tomorrow. You still have arthritis. So, you know. And when I came up here, my knees were hurting a little. But then it, they stopped hurting. And, um, of course, I believe, you know. But 